I was trying to think of what the uh, cold open for this one should be. It might be a little bit meta, but I, I stumbled across a discussion about behind-the-scenes things from the show, Pretty Little Liars. And it struck me that I never really defined a boundary between what this show would cover. You know, like, just behind-the-scenes activities, you know, warrant being part of the show. And I think I won't. I am curious to hear what you all think via the feedback form. A little plug for that again. Pinecast.com slash feedback slash CWPLL. I kind of think I don't want to examine that. For one, I think there's a lot of podcasts out there who cover the show in detail. The performers, you know, the actors and, and, and their careers after, behind the scenes, tensions, etc. All that stuff, which is valid. And I'm sure if you're a consumer of the show, it's, it's what you want, especially nowadays. I just think for this, I think I want to just treat it like we're a bunch of detectives in the room. We just got this case. And that's kind of how we're going to focus on it. I think often in certain shows when like a character leaves, and this really happens in the CW verse, the DC um, Berlanti shows, they advertise well in advance when someone's going to leave. So you kind of know kind of where they have to go. So like if you're like, well, someone's going to survive this and then they just announced that the, they've just booked a new Broadway musical, then well, you know they're not going to come back. You know what I mean? I kind of want to avoid that for this particular show. So if that is your interest, just let you know. I, and I can find um, references, suggestions if you're curious. Yeah, but I think for this, I think this, as ridiculous as it sounds, you're already here on episode five. We're going to pretend Rosewood, Pennsylvania, all these families, and the mystery of Allison, as well as A, as real. And we'll see... Wow, that's a loud buzzsaw. Okay, I think we can just start. Chris watches Pretty Little Liars. Chris watches Pretty Little Liars. Chris watches Pretty Little Liars. So he can help you figure out who's A. Hi everyone, this is Chris Watches PLL. You're listening to episode 5. Did I write the title down? It's some riff on a 90s movie. I'll think of it. Hang on. Reality bites me. So before we dive into episode 5, kind of now gone through the first segment of the uh, first season here, and I just want to do a quick recap of kind of where we are with our A investigation. We've kind of seen the scope of A's technology, so I kind of wanted to approach it from that angle. And basically, A has their eyes and ears are everywhere. We've seen so far, and we'll see as we've seen in this episode, A has an uncanny ability to know exactly where people are at the appropriate times to send them messages that are particularly biting. I mean, it could happen at any point, but it seems to coordinate at a certain time. However, we did get some more clues as to maybe some limitations on that technology, but we'll get there. First, I wanted to kind of recap and kind of encapsulate what we know based on what we've, what we've seen. So since A's eyes and ears are everywhere, there's three explanations for this, right? Number one, A is a ghost. Number two, A is just really busy and has a lot of high technology, but this is the single A theory kind of from last time. Number three, A is a team. There's some sort of larger team doing this operation, which kind of fits both my many A theory and my Quantico theory. So let's go these in a little more detail. Number one, A is a ghost. Hey, that makes everything real easy. You know, if you're a ghost, you know, you're like Ghost Rider, not Ghost Rider, Ghost Rider from PBS. 
So basically, you know, if you're a ghost, you can send texts, you can do whatever you want at any point. You don't need to worry about uh, Wi-Fi signals. So that's easy. I will say the show doesn't seem to embrace supernatural things now. It's kind of come up a little bit, but I see no evidence that this is Sam and Dean Winchester going to show up and help them out. You know what I'm saying? But that's an option. Number two, Asia's really busy and has a lot of high technology. I don't see anyone in the show yet that has that capability. I know we're supposed to believe Jenna has this capability, but even in that theory, she needs someone else. So automatically we get bumped to number three on that option. I just don't see how anybody could actually do all this. However, it does tie everything neatly together because some people still think A might be Allison. That makes sense so far, right? Uh, A seems to know a lot of the history. However, we have a bit of a divergent path starting here, and I want to get into that. But let's quickly summarize number three. The A is a team. We have more evidence for this this episode. I don't... The only problem with this theory, because it does kind of make... It makes everything make sense, right? Whether it's the FBI or the local law enforcement, or it's just a bunch of independent people doing it. The only issue here is, why does everyone call themselves A? It had to be a little coordinated, and that part is real shaky. I'd, I'd have to really hear or see how that worked out because it's a little convenient so none of these feel really too good many the many a theory you know a is a team feels most likely again it's just not i don't understand the coordination part of it you know i have a lot of people who have specific reasons to maybe be mad at one or two people but why would everyone agree to just do this and then no one tell anybody else about it i, I would think this would be a risky situation for the a team <laughs> that someone's gonna reveal the secret right the more people that know, kind of like in the show, the more likely it's about it's to get out. So I'm still sticking to my Jenna is Allison theory, although we don't see too much of that this episode, but I'm still hanging on to that. I just do believe Toby is helping Team Liars, even though, again, the show is trying to make him seem creepy or A or helping A. Uh, I don't buy it. I don't buy it. And lastly, Allison's alive. Again, not sure how she pulled that off, what kind of manipulation happened, but I'm sticking to that. And a quick summary of who I think is not A and who I think A suspects are. A is not Jenna, Toby, Allison, or Arya's parents. Pretty safe to say all parents are probably not A. They're not responsible for that. Who I think A is, I have nine names listed here. We have Creepy Detective, Mona, Melissa, Ren with three N's, Meredith, Ben Sucks, Dr. Fitz, <laughs> Dr. Fitz, Mr. Fitz, Sean, question mark? I don't know why I put him on here, but I did. And then Maya. And then we'll kind of hit upon uh, the, new, the new things with A here that I think makes number three more and more likely. Okay, so Hannah doesn't like Meredith. I guess we all don't might like Meredith, so we're kind of on Team Hannah here. It's news to the liars that Allison also knew about Arya's dad. So now they all know this. So I wrote in my notes, someone may have found Allie's secrets. Now, I don't know if she has some sort of diary, right, or some sort of journal that maybe someone has stolen and someone has, and that's how this A person knows all this information. I don't think Allie has told this person has told A these informations. Apparently they unblocked all their phones. Not sure why that decision was made, but apparently it was. Hannah gets a text with a movie attachment, a quick time, I'm assuming, some sort of .mov file, and it shows that there's a person in the closet watching them as they watch the uh, mirror uh, lipstick uh, scenario. It is presented as intentional that, oh, I'm going to do this and I'm going to record them. I have a minor theory here. They were sloppy, and they got caught. They didn't get out in time, so actually they hid inside the closet to avoid detection, and the recording was more proof of their work to the head A. 
they found lipstick and I believe it said here no it said later but they think this is uh Allison's color so there's some connection there does Mike say this poke your eyeball oh that's right Arya's putting on makeup and Mike's like you're gonna poke your eyeball I don't know why I wrote that down I just thought that was uh interesting funny Mike does sense that the breakup is uh looming with with his parents I not to get too personal but uh you know my parents fought a lot growing up they never officially broke up but I mean you, you can tell you can tell even if you don't hear yelling and screaming that there's arguments going on so Mike, so Mike knows what's up and by the way uh, we have an official character name that I can finally remember Ella is Piper so we'll no longer call her Piper from Charmed uh, Ella is Arya's mom Dad asked Arya to hide this secret, and I'm not sure even I knew that as a viewer overtly. I mean, you saw Dad look at Arya in that flashback. I don't know if there was a conversation. Maybe I missed it. But it's made very clear here that he actually asked Arya to not tell Ella about this. Uh, Ella finds out about it. Ella didn't even know this was a year ago, I guess. Or she didn't know that Arya knew for a year. Either way, Ella's not happy with this whole situation. We get Hannah running into Sean awkwardly, and he says that he tried to take a fall for the car, which I thought was interesting. Hannah fears children, so who knows? A might find that out. Sean gets a ride from a blonde girl that does not make Hannah happy, Uh, but I guess the talk about homecoming, so maybe that's not out of the picture for the two of them, which makes her happy, I guess? I don't know. It's worth noting that Arya is on board with my many A theories. She thinks Jenna and Toby are teaming up. Even then, I think she thinks there's more than just the two of them. So, Arya, great that we agree on that. Oh, Spencer's teacher returns. I really like this. I really like this teacher. I feel bad that he's about to, uh, at some point, find out the truth about her paper, but he seems really proud of Spencer, which is kind of nice. Kind of, I kind of want to see more of him and, uh, and uh, his character, so I don't know. Maybe that'll happen. We got a little Emily and Toby in lab, kind of some talking about, is this the band stuff or is that later? Yeah, I think this is the band stuff, so they're kind of having a moment of connection. I think this is where Toby's like, I like different and all that stuff. So I, I don't know if we're meant to think that there's romance here. At least it seems like there's a friendship forming, which is, which is nice to see. Emily's been through a lot, and it might be nice just to have someone uh, that she could talk to that's not the liars. Uh, Toby does reveal some little detail, which I'm going to write down. Jenna listens to lectures with headphones off, so it's very loud in their house, apparently. Great cover for um, sneaky business, just to say. We do hop over to the classroom, Mr. Fitz's classroom. There's no chalkboard this time. I'd give it a look. There's no way that the show 11 years ago heard me record about this, but clearly uh, someone in the set designer was told, hey, relax with the chalkboard. We don't want any more hints to the audience. Okay. So Hannah's at uh, the dentist's office, uh, Sean's mom's office, uh, working off the damage she did to his car, and uh, Jenna gets on the elevator. Jenna has lipstick that looks a lot like the lipstick on the mirror, so Hannah's suspicious. I think we hop, yeah, so we hop over to Spencer and her dad and talk about the essay. And this is a really weird moment when Spencer's dad offers her a buttercream. He says, have a buttercream. So weird. I don't know why that was so strange to me. They're just sitting on the table. They're having this conversation and he's like, have a buttercream. Felt like an ad placement. It's very strange. Oh, uh, and I wrote down Russell Newhoff. I'm not sure he's going to really matter, but that's the client that Spencer's dad is courting. And they're going to play this tennis match. Dad and Spencer and Russell and his daughter. Back to the dentist office, Hannah tracks Jenna to a room, but she's busted by some some security guard, so she can't continue to track her. But she remembers she's going to come back to this. We hop back to lab, and I just realized is Hannah doing this during work, during school hours? I don't know. I guess it doesn't matter. But Toby says rank, which I don't even know. I mean, did people say that in 2010? I mean, that's like a 90s term. Anyway, he says it's rank, and he almost eats this uh, green Jello that they're making. And they start talking about, this is where they start talking about the band stuff. So I was wrong. So this is where they start talking about band. Um, and he's going to burn her a CD. So that's great. And they kind of sort of asked to hang out later at the grill. 
So Arya's at the reading. I'm not quite sure if this is the same bar from the pilot. Kind of looks like it, but kind of not. Anyway, they're at a bar, and she meets Mr. Fitz's old roommate. I thought his name was Artie, but I think there's an H there. I think his name's Hearty, like a hearty laugh. And we will pause there for uh, the lawnmower. Okay, where was I? Sorry, there was the uh, weekly um, lawn care here in my building. Oh, yeah, I think we were at the arty, hearty point. Okay, Spencer Preston and the ball boy have a chat. The ball boy tells her uh, she's serving angrily. Yeah, I'm not quite sure on the timing here. I guess it doesn't really matter, but I don't know if these are simultaneous or not because we go back to the bar, and I want to talk a bit about arty, hearty here. I feel like the show is trying to tell us that we don't like arty, hearty because he's trying to ruin... Ezra. Ezra Fitz. Let's just stick with Fitz. Um, I did call him Mr. Fritz by accident before, too. So with Hardy Artie, I feel like the show makes us not like him because, you know, he's potentially causing conflict between Fitz and Arya, right? But I think he's actually very rational here. He is he is telling his friend, this girl is in high school. You are her teacher. Um, this is not going to end well. There, no, no matter what the situation is, this is not good. And I'm not quite sure how he knew how young she was. I don't know if that was revealed or not. Maybe he just could tell. I don't know if that. I don't know if he knew. But he basically says to Fitz, "You know, you should probably end this. This is really stupid of you." We get Hannah looking up Amber Victorino, trying to date Sean. Um, her mom kind of has a chat with her. I guess mom didn't know that her ex-husband was getting remarried. That was news to her, and she says she's moved on, but she hasn't moved on. Uh, look, I'm sure I'm speaking for many fans out there. Ashley, Hannah's mom, look, you can do better than Tom. Tom, Tom's kind of boring. Uh, don't worry about this guy. And I'm sorry you're 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 struggling. Hopefully, uh, hopefully the season we see her getting past that. That'd be nice. So here's where I'm going to complicate my many A theory. So we get a text to Hannah, and this A says to her, "Why well, have two secrets now? Hannah got dissed, and Emily kissed." Now the reason why that's interesting is because we assume A has all the secrets. So why would this particular message say, I have two secrets, Hannah dissed and Emily kissed? Well, that's referring to the party that um, this A person in Suming was at. And so these two incidents happened at the same party, right? Uh, Hannah got, quote, dissed by Sean from having whatever was going to happen upstairs in the Barnes attic. And then the, the, the photo booth uh, situation with Emily and Maya. So this A here, I think, is not the same A. I think this A is specific to this party. Again, I do not understand why everyone would be using the same moniker, but I think we have more than one A, and not every A is speaking to each other. Like, maybe, I don't know why this particular A would be after Hannah and Emily, but it seems like they are. Yeah, so here we get the Anelson's color for lipstick. I think this is when they're at uh, the grill. Uh, Toby's reading Catcher in the Rye. And Hannah lies again. Hannah lies again about the message that she got, for whatever reason, to Spencer Preston. Because Emily comes in, she avoids Toby. Kind of awkward. We get Jenna's full name, Jenna Marshall. I don't know if I've said that yet, but Jenna Marshall is uh, her full name. And Toby kind of leaves, feeling, I guess, I don't know, rejected? I don't know why he leaves, but pop to uh, Fitz's apartment. We see To Kill a Mockingbird yet again. So I think maybe uh, the next episode we'll do a little To Kill a Mockingbird Wikipedia summary. I think there might be some clues in that story. Oh, that's right. I was trying to figure out what the hell this friend's name is. Is it Artie, Harty, or Harvey? I'm going with Harty, like a laugh, like we've said. So Fitz and Arya have another fight again about their age difference. And I don't think it's um, pointless, but it do seem like they're circling around the same issue and not really getting anywhere. 
So I put a lot more wrong than right, but then they still smooch. So I guess things are okay for now. Back to the grill, Emily gets a CD left for her by Toby. It looks like it has some sort of drawing on there. I guess Toby drew that. So we know Toby draws. Just uh, keep that in our hats, feathers in our caps. Hannah's asking about Maya in this coded way, like, hey, whoever you like, I'm cool with. So I guess she's trying to make a safe space for Emily to talk about her relationship, whether it exists or not currently, with Maya. Emily, however, thinks that she's talking about Toby. So there's a little some, 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 at least that's what I take from it. A little bit of a crossed wires here. Uh, I really like this music transition, that they had some sort of music playing, and then we kind of fade to Emily listening to the CD, and they added some rock, some guitar to the track. I like it. I did notice that Emily is alone again, so Maya's not there. Whether Maya, uh, you know, after their discussion, had already left or left after that discussion, Maya's not there, and she's listening to Toby's CD, so that's that's uh, worth noting. Back to Spencer Preston's dad making a smoothie. I guess this is the next day, and he very clearly wants um, Spencer Preston to throw the game. Now, it seems like this is like a no-stakes game. Um, I guess it's in Spencer Preston's personality to always want to win. So I guess that's what we're, we're, we're supposed to, you know, why this matters to her. You know, if I were her friend, I'd be like, look, who cares? It's just some rich dude, you know, doing a game, you know, it's no big deal. But you can tell it really bothers her. She doesn't like purposely losing something. She finds it probably unethical or um, or dishonest. So we get to the big match, the big championship match. Dad tells uh, Spencer Preston to ease up out there because she's doing very well. And the ball boy notices that she's kind of playing purposely poorly. Cut to Hannah back at her dentist job. She goes back to the secret room. Martha. Martha equals Hannah. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Oh, that's right. So she goes in this time, and it's a, it's a really w- awkward therapist office. He thinks that Hannah is a person named Martha. There's a little uh, comedic moment here of like, oh, Martha has to go. And then she gets the F out of there. We have Arya's parents arguing about the affair. So they went to Iceland for this uh, past year. I guess that's a pretty extreme trip to go and come back in a year. But hey, that's what happened. Ella, a.k.a. Piper, throws a picture onto the ground. And I, I can't tell what she's more upset about. I, I, I thought she knew about this situation. I guess maybe she didn't. But I think she's really mad that he used their daughter to hide this information. He, he admits that he was wrong. He was afraid he might lose Ella, and he panicked, and he made a terrible choice. Now, again, it doesn't absolve him for his his um, misdeeds, but it's worth noting, unlike a lot, <laughs> unlike it, unlike right in the title, you know, he did lie, uh, but he's not lying now. Ball boy knows again that uh, Spencer Preston was throwing it. Spencer at- Preston asks him out, and uh, he says, "Yeah, let's do it." Oh yeah, so I kind of missed this earlier, but Arya basically made a date for Arya to come back to uh, Fitz's apartment. She shows up with some ingredients, and Ezra is pissed. Apparently she left her phone there, and it was buzzing all day, and he saw that A knows about their relationship. B and C, and everyone else knows, was kind of a nice little joke there by Fitz. Uh, So he wants her gone. So this plays into my many A theory. It was a very specific message to Arya. The message as I remember it, and I don't have it written down here was as if Arya was reading the text message. It wasn't like, oh, you left your phone here, like mocking her. It was, you know, I know about this uh, this uh, affair that's happening, right? So A did not have visual or know that she didn't have her phone with her. A sent this message, and I'm assuming the phone was buzzing because it was an unread message. It doesn't sound like A was texting like a billion times. So one of two things happened. Either Fitz is a big liar... And he is, you know, he's part of the many A's and he did something himself. Or 
A is using some sort of location services so they can tell on their little map. What was that old commercial where they had phones that like walkie-talkies? I forget the commercial. But basically they had location services. So what I'm saying is A knows the phone is in you know, Fitz's apartment's vicinity. So they sent a mocking text to uh, Aria's phone. So that would explain, that would kind of let us off the hook a little bit with the technology here. And it kind of bumps Quantico down a few pegs. Because if this was the FBI, they would know exactly that she didn't have her phone with her. Like, they would they would be more in tune with this. If it's a little less sophisticated, then it might mean it's, it's just regular people who just see on a map, oh, she's there, let's send our uh, harassment to her there. And then um, we think she got it, but she didn't, and they did not, and A did not know that. So, there you go. Also, this A is very specific to Arya, so I think this A is specifically to harass Arya, and I'm pretty sure it's Meredith. Security guard has a nice uh, bit there uh, back at Hannah's dentist office. Has some has a little joke about Lionel Richie, which I appreciate. It's very nice. Sean kind of comes in, and Sean says he's getting his car back, and he's part of an organization called Real Love Waits. R L W. Which uh, Hannah kind of tells us sounds like something through his church to save himself for marriage or some sort of committed relationship. I don't know. Their denomination and their faith rules there, but that's what it sounds like to me. Uh, I grew up Catholic, so I'm well aware of uh, wait till marriage kind of as the philosophy. So that sounds like what's going on here. Uh, Hannah wants to go to the meeting. She says uh, she has a great line. Uh, Hannah has great lines in this, in this show so far. She says something, we tried doing it my way. Let's try not doing it your way. I kind of like that. It acknowledges uh, some growth for her character. I think, uh, maybe not unrealistically so, she kind of viewed this through her own point of view, viewing uh, what was happening between them as a reflection on herself. And I think she's accepting the fact this is actually more a part of him and his life, and uh, that she values um, their connection and wants to at least, at least check this out, at least explore this and be with him on this journey. And maybe it's for her, maybe it's not, but um, she's kind of open to that, which I think is... Uh, which is nice. But she does lose her chance to sneak into the psychiatrist's or, or therapist's office. Um, I'm not quite sure at this point what she thinks she's going to find. We do get a shot of her staring at a filing cabinet. I don't know if she thinks, I don't know, there's a file for Jenna Marshall. I don't know. But that's. Uh, but um, she does think she's going to sneak in there and do something, I guess. As we're wrapping up here, Spencer Preston kind of shoves it to her dad. And, I, and, and like I said, full of disclosure, I did watch through episode 10 before starting to record this, I missed this moment on my first watch. She actually tells her dad she stole the essay that he's very proud of, and she uses that fact kind of in his face, like, you know, you're willing to do whatever it takes to win. Well, here, I just did the same thing. What are you going to do? It does sound like Spencer's dad gets Alex, which is our ball boy's name. Sounds like he gets fired because he's kind of a jerk. And he does mention making something for dinner, and I wrote buttercream. I mean, this guy seems to be obsessed with buttercreams. So I don't know if that was on the uh, menu for dessert for their dinner tonight. But it, not, either way, Spencer's like, you know what? I'm out of here. I'm going to eat dinner in my room. And then we get a little scene with Emily. Emily made uh, a mixed CD for Toby and attempts to make up for her awkwardness the other night. And they kind of have a nice little moment and kind of chatting. Spencer, Preston, and Alex head out for their date. So that seems like everything's in good shape. Then a little bit of a downer moment here the end of the show aria and her brother are eating in her room kind of watching a movie and uh you can tell that part of it is her sadness with fits but also the strife at home but at least her and her brother are there for each other and they um kind of share a somber yet supportive moment 
as we uh, fade to black. There's no creepy last scene, as they like to do, which I thought was a little interesting, but that's where we ended. So, not a whole lot of A here, and I'm actually going to break my own tradition here. I'm not going to reveal who I think is A after this episode, because we didn't get a whole lot of A. However, I am more and more convinced that there is more than one A, and not only that, that they are not all communicating with each other. So let, as in, let's in theory say we, the many A theory is correct. No, it doesn't work. I thought there, I thought there was an A in all their names, but there's not. So Arya's A, I think, is Meredith. For some reason, Hannah and Emily are sharing an A, and I want to say it's Mona. I don't know why Mona would be mad at Emily, but I think it's Mona. Spencer's A, for some reason, is either Ren or her older sister. No, the creep with the photos has to be Mona. Hmm. So to summarize, we're kind of uh, moving many A theory to the top of the list here. We think Meredith, Mona, Ren, possibly Melissa, possibly Maya, although I don't think so anymore for some reason. I don't think Fitz is A anymore, nor nor his friend Artie Hardy. Toby's definitely not A. Jen, Jen is definitely not A. Ben just sucks. So so Ben Ben could be part of this out of spite. I don't. He, he's way too stupid to be A. But he might just be like being an asshole. You know, he might have like taken those photos. And giving them to Mona, but I don't think he's A. Great. So that's episode five. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you uh, next time on uh, Chris Watches PLL for episode six of season one. Until then, if you're going to block someone on your phone because you don't want unknown numbers texting you, I would consider leaving that on. That's just my opinion. Okay, bye.